All right, here we are in the midst of a pandemic. Anytime somebody gets the sniffles or your eyes start to burn, you think, oh my gosh, do I have it? Do I have coronavirus? When it could just be allergies, this year is a particularly bad year for allergy sufferers. And you know why? It could be because of botanical sexism. Here to talk about it, Tom Ogren, horticulturalist and author of Allergy-Free Gardening, The Revolutionary Guide to Healthy Landscaping. Welcome to the show, Tom. Good to have you on. Hey, it's uh, nice to be on your show, Kelly. What is botanical sexism? Um, you know, I don't know if I came up with that name. They credit me with coming up with them, but it seemed pretty clever. But uh, I've been writing about the overuse of male trees in uh, urban landscapes for years and uh, trees, shrubs, and everything. And so uh, many cities... Uh, thousands and thousands of their trees are, are male clones, and, and there's almost no female clones. And the males produce huge amounts of pollen, uh, and the more pollen you have, the more the more allergies you have. That's so we simple. can blame our, our particularly bad allergies and bad allergy season on the fact that we've got male trees in our neighborhood. Is that right? Um, well, it's an oversimplification, but not, not necessarily. I mean, I did an allergy audit, oh, nine years ago for Johnson and Johnson for their drug reacting. And I started in Vancouver and I drove all my, my pickup truck all the way to Halifax. And I, and I went over all the city's urban forests, uh, sexing trees pretty much. And uh, every every city in uh, Canada was predominantly male, some worse than others, but uh, uh, just a big phenomena there. And they, okay, so it begs the question: Why would they use all these male plants? That's exactly you read my mind. I kid you not. <laughs> okay, yeah, well. Because, yeah, I mean, why why would you do this? Uh, well, well, you do this because the male trees don't drop any, they don't make seeds. Uh, males don't have babies. Males don't have fruit. Males don't have seed pods. They don't have seeds. So if you have a big, beautiful red maple tree in front of your house and, and every spring you don't have seeds all over the sidewalk, well, that's because it's the male. And, uh, and people like these male trees because they're uh quote i guess they're easier to maintain yeah you don't have to spend money sure they sell them as low maintenance and uh and and they never sell them as male they don't tell people they're male they they say that they're uh podless or seedless or something um like do you know what a honey locust tree is sure uh okay there's i believe hundreds of thousands of them in toronto in particular uh if you go outside of Toronto, out in the just out in the boondocks, just even a little bit, you'll see. That's where I am right tree. now, funnily enough, and I have a honey locust tree in my yard. Okay, does it have pods on it? Long pods. It does actually, yes. But that okay, is because then. I also my yard is a little bit of a farm. Okay, but if I was so, in so the city, it probably wouldn't have pods. If you're in the city, it wouldn't have any pods. And they're okay. So hundreds of thousands of these honey locust trees, and and out in the country, every one of them has pods on it. And in the city, none of them have pods on it. And 
and that's because a, a honey locust tree is not either all male or all, all female. It's both. But if you look at a, at one of them, one branch will be male, another branch will be female. And what they did was they grew all these honey locust trees to be podless from from cuttings that they took off of the branches that were male, that had no pods. And so in in a city like Toronto, here you've got hundreds of thousands of these honey locust trees, uh, which are not normally an allergy tree, but when, when you take away all the female parts and, and you turn them all into males, then suddenly you made an allergy problem out of that tree and they're, and they're doing it with all kinds of other trees and, so what's the uh, what's the fix to this do we go down and uh, basically start to fell all of the male trees and start to even things out if we even things out would it help us well it, it would help but i don't like the idea of, of chopping down good trees or, or sure. very rare um i mean actually with some trees i like okay uh, Male mulberry trees, which they've got a lot of them in Toronto, too. Uh, and they call them fruitless mulberry trees. They produce huge amounts of pollen. Uh, with those trees, I've gone into them in the wintertime with a chainsaw and cut them back when they're dormant and then graft them to wood from female tree, and I can actually give them a sex change. And then they're not allergenic anymore. But... Uh, What's missing in the cities now is a balance uh, of mm -hmm. the genders. There, there really isn't any balance there, anything even remotely close to it. And each year it gets worse uh, because they're not doing anything about it. And so every time you plant a female tree, uh, that female tree will collect a huge amount of pollen. It'll probably set a lot of seed too. Uh, ah, wait a minute. So if we have male, if we have a male tree and a female tree close together, when the male tree gives off pollen, it's looking for a female tree, and and yes, the female tree absolutely. will collect the pollen. So basically, absolutely. we have nothing. Absolutely. We we are limiting the ability for trees to uh, collect their own reproductive refuse. I know it's not refuse, but you know what I mean, pollen. If by doing that, it's ending up in our noses, it's ending up on top of our cars, it is causing havoc because we just wanted something prettier. Oh, oh absolutely. It, it's like this was done on a massive scale, and it's not just Toronto. I mean, this is cities all around the world. And, and nobody ever thought about the ecology of it. They just thought, well... Wouldn't it be nice if we had these these real clean, litter-free trees and people would like them? And, and, and God knows the nurseries have made billions of dollars selling them. And uh, the problem But listen, if, is, Tom, if you sold it to the city yeah. and said, um, your constituents will be much happier because they won't be dealing with all these allergy problems if we start to plant female trees to try and even things out. Eventually, they will even out, hopefully. You know, the lifespan of a tree can go for a long time. But, you know, if we have these major storms, older trees come down, replace them with some female trees, just even it out. Is that something we should be asking our, um, you know, the, the leaders of municipalities to start looking at? Oh, oh, absolutely. And cities in different places are doing just that, you know, but most cities are not, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, my own town, San Luis Obispo, California, finally last year they've adopted my work and they're, they're now doing that. And uh, cities as far away as like Christchurch, New Zealand, 
will replace allergenic trees with female trees now. Uh, I mean, it's starting to happen, but it's, 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 uh, Tom, you wrote the book about, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Allergy free gardening. So I only have like a minute or two left with you here. What do you recommend we do in order to, you know, there's a lot of people that suffer from allergies, but with this pandemic, we're realizing we want to spend time outdoors. We want to spend time in our gardens. So what can we do to make them um, less problematic when it comes to allergy suffering? Okay. My, my newest book is called The Allergy Fighting Garden, and it lists thousands of plants on, a, on an allergy scale, 1 to 10, called Opal's Ogren Plant Allergy Scale. You can Google it. And mm-hmm. It's the only numerical plant allergy scale going. And if you plant on the ones that are allergy-free, 10 is extreme allergy. So uh, I would say get the book, uh, get it from the library or go buy a copy or something or insist that your nursery owns a copy and, and start changing your own yard. Get rid of the worst allergenic trees and shrubs and grasses in your yard and replace them with the best. Anytime okay, you if you were anything, somebody right now is going, do I have the worst in my yard? Can you name one off the top of your head? Oh, well, any one of these uh, maple cultivars that's seedless would just be real super allergenic, and there'd be lots of them there. Uh, the silver birch trees are very allergenic. Uh, any of the male junipers or male cypress, extremely allergenic. Uh any again, any tree or big bush that doesn't make any fruit or any seeds or anything like that, it's suspect. It's probably be making a lot of pollen. You're just not noticing except Basically, those. if you don't have to clean up the maple keys from your yard, which funnily enough, I do a lot of throughout the year. Uh, so I've got some good uh-huh. trees in my yard. If you don't have to yeah. clean those up, you gotta start rethinking your garden and what you have in there. Your book is called The Allergy Fighting Garden. Is that correct? Yeah. Allergy Fighting Garden. Uh, Tom's last name is spelt O-G-R-E-N if you're looking for it. Tom, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining joining us all the way from uh, California. I appreciate your time. Yeah, nice talking to you, Kelly.